Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. It's that time again. Happy Tuesday as we start the week. Hope everyone had a great uh, Labor Day holiday, of course. Uh, I did remember to say Tuesday instead of Monday. I almost said Monday, but anyway, here we go. Matt Connerton unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious, and it is glorious, downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. Streaming at WMNHradio.org. And on the Facebook on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. And of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options and social media links and contact info and show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online, as well as uh, Tomorrow Radio. And today is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. So welcome, everybody. Uh, I do hope you had a good uh, Labor Day. I'm not a big fan of Labor Day because uh, Labor Day is kind of the unofficial end of summer. You know, Memorial Day is the unofficial start of summer. So I prefer Memorial Day because summer is my favorite time of year. I always hate to see it slip away. I get a little bit melancholy about it. I try not to, but uh, but at least the weather's nice. It's not, uh, not uh, too hot or humid. A uh, little, little humid, but uh, not bad, and I uh, hope the weather's good where you are. Uh, of course, uh, I do want to remind you we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot. For those of you watching online, you can see I've got my Hopknot shirt. Don't go there today because Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, but they are open uh, tomorrow. They're open Wednesday through Sunday. They have delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have wine. Thursday nights, the great Bill Cini does trivia night at the Hopknot, which is very, very popular. Uh, Friday nights, of course, our friend Grant Lampton performs live at the Hopknot as he uh, continues his residency there every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Speaking of Grant Lampton, uh, he'll be here today, except he won't be here as Grant Lampton. Uh, every Tuesday he comes in 
uh, for the second hour as Mike Sutterth, his his normal self, you know, on Friday nights, he goes into the phone booth and walks out with a guitar in his hand and transforms into Grant Lampton. But on Tuesdays, he is Mike Sutterth, and he comes in uh, for his weekly Tweakonomics segment, which we get a lot of very positive feedback on the show about. People really dig that. So we look forward to seeing him in the second hour of today's program. Uh, the number to call, 603-250-6007. If you would like to enter the discussion, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. Uh, but the best thing to do, of course, so that we may hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is give us a call at 603-250-6007. Let's see. uh, As far as, you know, I know uh, people uh, uh, typically expect a a Crazy Joe update, uh, a quick one, our uh, our nemesis in New York City, Crazy Joe. Uh, Not much to say. Uh, Really hasn't been doing much, uh, except he did post a new video that I have not had a chance to see yet. Uh, except I did play the very beginning of it. Jenny sent me the link. Apparently, he went on YouTube today and said he wants to keep his YouTube channel clean. Now, I haven't heard the rest of the video, so I don't know if he actually succeeds in doing that. But I will be very curious to see if perhaps, perhaps, something I said to him during our last interaction might have uh, sunk in. But we will have uh, tomorrow joining us uh, via phone, uh, Eric Pilcher, who is a friend of Dirk Don. Uh, Eric is going to be uh, calling in uh, in the first hour. He uh, is very upset uh, about this whole Crazy Joe situation because Eric is a a conservative Christian and feels that Crazy Joe gives conservative uh, Christians a bad name, uh, probably with all the, uh, the, the, the bigotry and the racism and the homophobia and all of that. So, uh, but he's a friend of Dirk's, and I told him any friend of Dirk is a friend of ours. Speaking of which, Dirk Don is in the chat room, and Dirk says, someone help Crazy Joe get a lawyer since he's begging for one on YouTube. Oh, my goodness, yes. If, you'd, if you are an attorney at law and you would like to represent Crazy Joe pro bono, of course, because he doesn't have any money, but he wants to sue Dirk Don of Arrogant Media, uh, get in touch with uh, Crazy Joe, I guess. Or perhaps you could reach out to Dirk Don uh, to ask Dirk how to get in touch with Crazy Joe, because you would be reaching out to the person Crazy Joe wants to sue trying to find out how to get a hold of Crazy Joe, the person who wants to sue Dirk, and the irony would just be delicious. Uh, but uh, no, no one's going to help Crazy Joe with that. Other than that, really not much uh, not much to say about Crazy Joe. And I know this is a very divisive uh, subject with the audience. Some of you are probably relieved, going, oh, we've had enough of Crazy Joe. Some of you are probably disappointed. But uh, as Crazy Joe continues to be deplatformed, Uh, I think we'll hear less and less from him. But then again, I always say that. I always say that. And somehow he finds new bridges to burn. It's like I always say, if there was a nuclear war, uh, the two things left would be cockroaches and Crazy Joe trying to get the Crazy Joe show off the ground and trying to find a lawyer to help him sue uh, Dirk Don from Arrogant Media. By the way, uh, please subscribe to the Arrogant Media YouTube channel. Uh, they do a lot of great content. I was watching uh, the the Plastic Paladins show. I think I'm saying that correctly uh, from the other night. But, uh, yeah, a lot of great stuff there. Make sure you give that a like 
and uh, or a uh, or you should subscribe rather and give their Facebook page a like, but subscribe to the YouTube. And tomorrow on the show, Dirk is going to be reviewing Insane Clown Posse, and he shared out a clip earlier of when they were on Howard Stern in the midst of their feud with uh, uh, Sharon Osbourne, of course, the wife and manager of Ozzy Osbourne. But uh, apparently they had had a bit of a falling out. Sharon Osbourne uh, has had many a falling out um, over the years with uh, various artists. Uh, Some people really don't like her. Some people speak very highly of her. Um, Dirk says, so a prediction of mine was right. The Satanic Temple is trying to bring in protests, uh, protesters to the new Texas abortion laws, and they're making Satanists look like jackasses in the process. See, that's the thing, Dirk. Whether you're a Satanist like yourself or a conservative Christian like Eric, you got people out there trying to make you look bad. It's terrible. It's terrible. And it reflects poorly on, on everybody else. I'll tell you, you just can't win in this world, can you? You just can't win. Anyway, that's why I try not to be anything other than just me. That's a song. I'm not trying to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Who does that? I actually like that song. Oh, Gavin, uh, what is his name? Not Gavin McLeod. He played uh, uh, Captain uh, Steubing on the Love Boat. Uh Gavin somebody, not Gavin McGinnis. He's the guy who founded the Proud Boys and then tries to pretend like he didn't actually uh, found the uh, Proud Boys whenever it's inconvenient for him. Uh, Gavin uh, something. Somebody will know. Somebody in the chat room will know. I like that song. Literally the only song of his that I like. But uh, I do look forward to Dirk Don's review of Insane Clown Posse for our segment tomorrow. That'll be nice. We'll have uh, Dirk's friend Eric calling in in the first hour and then we'll we'll uh at the top of the hour of course we'll we'll play Dirk's uh, segment so that's been the one good thing about this whole crazy joe thing the one positive is it's brought uh some of us together that's how i met dirk is because of crazy joe and then by extension how i met eric as well so i look forward to talking with him and apparently eric is a wrestling fan as well um but uh, I'm not, uh, personally, I've never been a fan of Insane Clown Posse, although I will tell you this, and this is kind of a lesson in, you know, judging people and prejudging people and why you shouldn't do it. So I I, uh, I used to be, this was uh, a number of years ago, uh, I was a manager at the Strawberries. Uh, some of you will remember Strawberries. Um, they uh, eventually, they all got turned into FYE. But um, we had a uh, strawberries up in uh, Guilford, Guilford, Laconia area. And um, we had a, you know, we, we sold, of course, CDs and DVDs and so forth. And uh, we, we would have a lot of juggalos, a lot of juggalos. That's if you don't know, that's what they call the ICP fans. They call them juggalos. And a lot of the, the juggalos would uh, would come into the uh, store. And I um, uh, kind of uh, grew to... Um, uh, sort of hate them. Uh, I mean, I try not. I, hate's a strong word, but some of them were just really obnoxious. Uh, I remember uh, we had this girl who worked there. Her name was Robin, and Robin was young. She was like 18, 19 years old. She was an adult, but she was young. And um, this this juggalo comes in one day, and he's like, are you down with the clowns? And Robin was like, what? And he goes, I said, are you down with the clowns? It was just very awkward and strange. But there's, uh, there's another uh, part to the story. Uh, where I where I learned, 
I learned to love the Juggalos, but I'll tell that on the other side of this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's Easy G. Easy G, I have a question for you. Are you down with the clowns? Uh, not really. No, I didn't think so. Not, not, not into the clowns. I no. understand. Not, not feeling the clowns. Some people now. Are you not feeling? I can barely uh, hear you, Matt. I can, I can hear you quite well. I don't know why you can barely hear me. Perhaps you need to know, uh, clean the wax. Like, sometimes, get, sometimes you get a, a bad connection. Maybe you need to clean the uh, clean that wax out of your ears, there, Mister. Let me try my try, try my other ear. Try your other ear. You know. Uh, no, it's still bad. It's still bad. Maybe it's your phone. Do you still have that Obama I phone? I don't know. Sometimes you get a dead zone. I tried to call somebody the other day. Uh huh. And I was on the road and uh -huh. I, I couldn't call. And so I, oh, I found out why because my friend couldn't receive calls because he. Was, he was busy, so he told me later that I can't receive calls. So. Your friend was busy. I'll tell you. Later. How did you handle that? Because, you know, Crazy Joe, if he tries to get a hold of somebody and they're busy, he freaks out and makes terrible videos about them. Did you do that? Oh, I, I just, just called him later. You know? oh, he, oh, he texted oh, me, said I can't no. call right now. Right, right. I understand. So that yes. was the end of that. Uh-huh. Okay. Very good. But, but anyways, they, I spent way too much time on social media. So, so, uh, yeah, Monday, Monday, so I, the, I had to... Um, uh, shut myself off around around uh, 8 a.m. Nobody did ever today because I was spending way too much time on on what happened on all all out. Mm, mm. <laughs> surprise, surprise! Yes. You know all those people coming in. AEW all out it's, and it's uh, not, not good news for WWE. I didn't see the uh, pay per view. Of course, I don't spend money on things no, I didn't like either, that. But I'm a cheap I, sob. There's plenty of highlights to watch, and I watched, I watched way too many of them. Well, so here's the thing. So what we did is uh, uh, Saturday night. Saturday night, we watched, uh, Jenny and I, I was able to find on YouTube, they, they were getting yanked down, but I was able to find it, and we were able to watch it in time, uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen, which was excellent. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was great. Oh, Jenny yeah, really so liked it a lot. Was Saturday, that's right. And then, I it was Sunday. No, it was, it was Sunday. And then last night, we were able to find on the YouTube, it hadn't been taken down yet, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in the Steel Cage. Great match. Very impressive. Oh, you, what day did you watch these guys? I thought the pay-per-view was Sunday, Matt. Saturday. AEW does their pay-per-views on Saturday. Oh, wait, no, it was Sunday. I'm sorry. I've got my days mixed up. No, uh, yeah, yeah. because of the holiday. I'm all screwed up. No, so we watched CM— Oh, you watched it on Monday. Yeah, we watched CM Punk versus Darby Allin Sunday night after the event, and then we watched the Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks last night. Oh, so th those weren't supposed to be up on YouTube? AEW took them down? Right, because it's a pay-per-view. They If you didn't buy the pay-per-view, they want oh, you to yeah. buy the replay. Well, it's funny, though, because I, I saw some on, on, on YouTube, too. It was— uh, it was um, Daniel Bryant and uh, talking to the uh, was it three other friends there uh, talking to uh, was kind of uncensored too because the end he said the f word and because you could say that on YouTube right? Oh, anything goes on YouTube. Just ask Crazy Joe. You can you can oh, yeah, uh, but the, uh, use uh, were those uh, were those put up illegally too? Those uh, those uh, the pop at the when the lights go off and they they record it for later. Yeah, well, 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 it depends. It depends who's recording it. I mean, AEW records things like that and puts them up on their YouTube channel. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and like I said, I watched way too much on social media on, on, on Monday. So I shut myself off the rest of the day, but Daniel Bryan was on there, and he was mm -hmm. saying, you know, I, 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 I miss my, I, I love wrestling the other place, but he said, I'll, I'm, I'll, I love wrestling here because they allow you to wrestle. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. It's like, it's like man doesn't like that. You don't want that word. He wants entertainment. They're right. In WWE, they're not wrestlers. They're sports entertainers is what they're called. He doesn't like so the word Daniel wrestler. Bryan wanted everybody that they allowed to wrestle there. Right. Those are big names, you know, Adam Cole. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Adam Cole is amazing. Ruby Riot, of course, she came in and won the Aurora Rumble over there. And, yep, she is now Ruby you know, Soho. And now they're talking about you know, real names. They use a real name, obviously. But they're talking about, uh, you know, getting rid of more uh, stars. It tells me that WWE, like you're saying, for the longest time, Matt, they're, they're going to be setting up for a sale. Yeah, probably. I mean, Bray Wyatt's probably uh, going to be the next one to end up in AEW. He's a free agent. I mean, I don't know when his no. No uh, right. compete clause expires. Like a lot of these good good guys and girls go. Mm-hmm. Well, it, makes, it makes no sense to me. I mean, AEW is, is number one right now, I think, as far as wrestling goes. Well, uh, they're still a long way from catching up with uh, WWE in terms of global no, but reach they had a great and distribution. Oh, oh, best one oh, of the yeah. year. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I loved what I saw. Um, by the way, uh, EZG, uh, Rocky Huber in the chat room says, who else thinks EZG looks like a shaven Paul Bearer? Say that again? Paul Bearer. He thinks you look like uh, Paul Bearer. No, I don't think so, no. D- Ooh, yes, But AEW keeps getting, keeps getting all these big stars in WWE. They're going to come bigger than them. Yeah, well. I mean, you don't think so? uh, well, I don't know if they'll ever be bigger because WWE is so successful um, and they have those uh, enormous uh, TV deals and they have their deal with Peacock. And uh, but um, I mean, they bring back all these all these uh, guys. That, I mean, they, Brock Lesnar's not going to wrestle a lot. He only wrestle like nine matches in the next year or so. And John Cena's probably all done now. You know, uh, he's, 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 I don't know. Cena, Cena's still you young know, who enough. Who knows what's going to happen to Finn Balor? They're going to you know, push him aside. He's a great guy wrestling. He should be in AEW. They'd know what to do with him. You think so? Yes, they'd know what to do with him. But it's funny though, like the guy, the guy they brought over to the um, AEW there, uh, Adam Cole. I guess he's a bad guy now in AEW. Which is good. He's much better as a bad guy. He's fantastic. I guess he knows some. I guess he knows some of those guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he knew them all. He's been around a long time. He started really young. He's only 32 years old. Right. He's he's uh And he's he's a, a star. I The first time lot, I saw you gotta him was remember now, AEW has a lot of uh, uh, WWE guys now. Yes. It's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Even the big show wrestled on Sunday. It's a big show. And apparently he's crushed the other guy. But he's not going to wrestle that much, though. Oh, I hope not. No, they need to keep him out of the ring. I can't believe how much time Sting has wrestled, but the guy's pretty good for his old age. Oh, you don't mind him coming back? He's 60 years old. I thought, uh, what happened to your I know, ageism? How come, how come he's so good, though? You see, I don't understand that. Well, he keeps himself in shape. And... Well, maybe they only put him in situations where he well, looks good. Well, that's, well, yes, of course, because you can control it. Yes. You don't, don't really wrestle much, right? He just kind of right. does a little wrestling. I don't, I don't think he's going to do a lot. I don't think he's going to be on every week, right? I doubt it. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was reading. I was reading this article. I posted it on on the on the Facebook that the, the uh, um, Hulk Hogan is not looking too good these days. Oh really? I well, if you saw that post. You can see everything I post, obviously. But I don't yeah, see it was, everything it was, you it post. It was like a five minute uh, interview with somebody, and it and the, and the guy that wrote the article said, "Boy, Hogan's not uh, 
walking around too good because of all those leg drops. Well, that talking do- about that doesn't surprise me. Hulk Hogan has Hulk Hogan has had many. I think it's in the double digits the number of back surgeries that he's had, and I've seen. Oh, I know. Him, I know uh, Tiger yeah. Woods has had a lot of back surgeries, but I think Hogan has had more. Oh, definitely. And I've seen Hogan say in multiple interviews his biggest regret from his career is choosing the leg drop yep. to be his finishing move because constantly the falling guy that like that. Said he has a hard time just walking around. Yeah. Oh, Who knows? He's like a walker like I, I do. No, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, because the uh, you know he, he says they want one more match, but nobody's going to let him do that. Would you uh, use the leg drop uh, for a finishing move if you were a wrestler, EZG, or would you be no. concerned about your back, all but that no, spinal nobody, compression? Nobody, nobody's going to let Hogan back again in the ring again. No, of course not. No, absolutely not. Yeah, nope. it's like Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they're all done now. They, they wrestled a while back in, in uh, overseas there in uh, Saudi Arabia, and that, that didn't work out very well. They got hurt. I watched that match. And uh, I didn't even finish it. it I, cu- I couldn't even get through the match. It was so hard to watch. Yeah, it was Undertaker <laughs> and, and, the, and the, uh, I forget, maybe it was Kane or something. It was Kane, yeah. I think. It was The Undertaker and Kane versus Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And I I, I, yeah. I shut it off halfway through. I was like, I can't even yeah, watch was, this. This I, is I heard brutal. after they wrestled that match, that they, uh, they both got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. They, their, yeah. Day, their day is done. Yeah. Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels is good behind the scenes, I heard. He's helping out NXT and so. Mm-hmm. So is uh, Triple H. But yeah. it tells me, like, I have to agree with you, that all these guys are getting rid of, it seems like they're setting up for a sale. I mean, they get rid of so many people as far as even behind-the-scenes people. Yeah, I think eventually. Um, uh, Nick Khan, who is... And they're going uh, to give more NXT it. guys. Yeah. It's I not like they don't have money to pay these guys. They have plenty of money. Yeah, I don't think that company even carries any debt. That's why they're not going anywhere. They're they're so they're in a, a very. Oh, I'm not saying they're going anywhere, but yeah. they have money to pay these wrestlers. But apparently, they don't want to pay them. So they. Yeah. I mean, AEW is are they paying their wrestlers good money? I assume. Well, if you remember, Eric, when AEW started, when they announced their television deals, WWE panicked and started signing everybody they possibly could just to keep them from going to AEW. And I think now they're regretting that. And Nick Khan came in and, and you know, Vince gave him the ball as uh, CEO, uh, CEO. And uh, Khan said, uh, no relation to Tony Khan of AEW. And Khan said, uh, no, right. we're, we're not going to do business this way. We're going to get rid of all, if, if they're going to go to AEW, whatever. We can't be paying people to sit on their couch at home and wait for them to, to call them up and say, hey, come and, and do a TV taping or something. That's absurd. Oh, we have a uh, well, we have a question for you, Eric, in the uh, chat room. Uh, Peter White, right. uh, Peter White, host of the Morning Show with Peter White. Yeah, I uh, heard that guy. Yeah. You can hear uh, weekdays uh, seven to nine a.m. Uh, he says, "What do you watch more of, Eric, wrestling or porn?" Uh, wrestling, definitely. That uh, that's a that's well, probably even less now because I watch too much of it on the uh, on the YouTube. But... Porn. I even watched too much, too many items today, so I shut myself off at like eight o'clock. They don't allow porn on YouTube. How dare I you? I already limit myself to so many items on on the uh, social media and YouTube, and after a while, I just oh Disney Plus, and I just say it's enough for the day, and I just forget about it. They have porn on Disney Plus. I don't get Disney any updates Plus? on my phone anymore. Nobody told you I shut everything off. Oh, I don't that's... get any Facebook updates. I don't get any news updates because everybody's talking about nine eleven. But of course, I'm not going to talk about that because they uh, they talk about it too much on the morning show. So there you go. Uh huh. I don't, I don't get updates on 9-11. I don't get updates on COVID. It's just, like you said the other day, ignorance is bliss. Well, if you can afford uh, ignorance, yes. I mean, uh, doing this uh, program, I have to be uh, Right, right. I was watching way in. too much news. That's why I get rid of cable. And I, 
and, and, I, and you know, obviously I ended up at Cypress Center because I had a mental health breakdown. It was too much news information in your head is not good for your sleep. Brian Gorman is asking what kind of porn do you watch, but I think that's probably a discussion for Matt Connerton unsheathed. Right. Perhaps I'm going to we'll, have to let you go because this stock is getting just a little too uh, hot and heavy. A little so too hot and heavy. Show. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, Bye. Eric. All right. That was EZG Eric Agnan, our intrepid entertainment reporter. Uh, he will be here on Thursday to do his entertainment report. But... Uh, you know, but he had to go. All that talk in the chat room. I think, you know what I think was probably happening is he was blushing a little bit. But, uh, you know, but we do want him to uh, maintain a healthy prostate, of course. So we're just looking out for him. Uh, but uh, that opens up the line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at Matt Connerton.com. So I'll finish uh, just quickly, though, my story about the Juggalos and how I was wrong to judge them. You know, I was talking before EZG's call about when I worked at the Strawberries up in Guilford in the Laconia area. A lot of Juggalos would come in, and I, I found them uh, just uh, annoying and uh, uh, just uh, awful uh, people to be around. But... So, but that was wrong of me. That was wrong of me. And I, I shouldn't uh, judge people that way. And uh, so um, not too long after that, that store eventually closed and everyone moved on. But I was playing in a, uh, a quasi band. It was more of a collective of musicians called Project Hybrid. Now, I've been in a bunch of different bands. I've, I've been in, uh, you know, a couple metal bands, a, more of a hard rock band. Uh, I was in Chemical Distance, which is like this weird fusion of almost like hip hop and industrial. But Project Hybrid was not like an official band, but it was this loose collective of musicians who would get together and play. And, you know, we would play shows, and I'm a bass player, so sometimes I would play bass. And the music was mostly improvised, but the band was fronted by, and these were the only constants in the band, uh, Orion, who was a rapper, and Danny Dragon, who was a singer, and so we would play these shows like in the Boston area. And, uh, but because of just the connections that people associated with Project Hybrid had, we seemed to draw a lot of juggalos. Uh, we didn't sound anything like Insane Clown Posse or anything like that, but that seemed to be uh, a bit of the crowd that we would draw. And uh, they were very complimentary to me. You know, like they'd come up to me and be like, hey, man, I, I really enjoyed your bass playing during the show. And... Um, uh, it's hard to, uh, be mad at someone or annoyed by someone when they're, uh, giving you compliments. So then I learned to love the, uh, Juggalos because apparently they loved me. Who knew? Anyway, that's my story. So, but the point is don't judge a book by its cover, you know, or whatever other cliche you want to use. Don't prejudge. That's wrong. Just, uh, be, be open uh, to people, you know, unless they're uh, COVID deniers or some nonsense like that, then, of course, they deserve all the ridicule and scorn uh, that we can heap upon them. Uh, let's see. I do want to say hello to everybody in the Facebook live chat. Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Uh, let me give the numbers again, though. 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. If you'd like to call, uh, don't forget, if you're just joining us, coming up in the second hour, we'll be joined in studio by Mike Sutterth for his weekly Tweakonomics segment. Ryan Gorman is in the chat room. Uh, hello, Ryan. Flash in the peace sign. Hello. Uh, Ryan, of course, has been uh, very successful out in, uh, speaking of New York City, uh, Crazy Joe is there, but uh, there's also good people there. Uh, Ryan Gorman has been spending a lot of time in New York uh, doing his art, and uh, it's been going, uh, I've been following the Facebook posts, and it looks like it's been very successful for him. So uh, very proud of him. Uh, Jenny is also in the chat room and says, Shalom, peeps. Uh, let's see, we have a call. We'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, I got a question there. I know uh, that Crazy Joe listens to your show a lot. Is this about porn? He's, he's trying to be successful on YouTube. I got a question for you. Yes. And maybe uh, you could explain this to me. I've, I, I've watched way too many of this. This Because uh, you can make a lot of money on YouTube if you're, if you're successful, right? Yes. So anyways, I've been watching way too many of these videos. Catholic mom on YouTube. She has like four kids. She lives in this fabulous house. Only four? And she she's She always tells everybody the other day, I'm oh, funny. I just listen for enjoyment because it's so, so crazy. Mm-hmm. She says, "Wow!" She says, "In order to save money, she has she has all these tips about everything." And she says, "I don't give my four kids any water, any juice for the week, only water." And she just goes on and on. But you see this fabulous house, so she must just make tons of money just throws it in the bank. And how they and oh, she does spend money on, on clothes and stuff. And she goes to these uh, expensive like Costco and gets all this nice food. But yet she won't give her kids juice. Well, uh, yeah. Can you explain that to me? Well, uh, perhaps uh, she feels uh, that there's too much sugar in the juice. I don't know, but the, the, you should see this lady's house. Some right. People tell me the stories about those. Um, oh, the I know what that it is. The people uh, the gospel there, and they have like these four million dollar houses. Here's what it is. No, no, no. I know what it is, Eric. All right, here's the deal. She's got the beautiful house. She doesn't want to bring juice into the house. She wants to stick to water because here's what happens. You got little kids with the juice. You give them the juice. Next thing you know, they're spilling the juice uh, and uh, ruining this beautiful oh, yeah, home. Place. It's unbelievable. She tells you how to clean the house and tells you how to do your mm-hmm. checkbook. And, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah, don't do anything on Sunday. It's the Lord's Day and all these oh. rules and regulations. Tells me that, that, why I don't go to Catholic Church anymore. So a friend of mine is a deacon there. He says, we have the hardest path to, to the uh, the Lord because of all the rules. Now, Melanie in the Even chat. Even though he's a deacon in the Catholic Church, he, he understands you know what's going on. They call him Deacon Blue. Now, Melanie in the chat room says juice is the gateway to the devil, so that would explain it. And Jenny says juice is bad for teeth and it's evil. 
See? So there you go. There's yeah, your explanation. His house is a mansion. It's, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. All the, it's just, Do you think it has a torture room? I don't know why, why I watch it. I just feel my own laughter, I guess. But You think they have she, a gimp in the basement? Of money. What, I mean, the kids have fabulous clothes, and mm-hmm. they have all these fabulous rooms. And they, fabulous. Uh, just look at the kids are, you know. Uh, have any money issues, but you won't give them any juice. Won't give them any juice. No juice for the children. But hey, you know, crazy Joe would ever get that together. He can make a lot of money on YouTube. Now, have you ever considered this, though, EZG? And I want you to really think about this. Not that I care what goes on with crazy Joe, but what I know do... he listens to the show. Right, but I want you to think about this, EZG. What do we know about these children? Uh, these children, they might behave horribly. They probably don't deserve any juice. Well, they always behave pretty good on the on the YouTube. Oh, yeah. You, you can, you oh, can, yeah, then they you do. You can make that YouTube look anything you want. Well, the, that's, my, that's my point. When the YouTube isn't on, they're probably running around raising cane. That's what I'm thinking because mm-hmm. it shows everybody how to clean the house, how to yep. do a budget, Yep. all these rules. and uh, yeah. But – but, I, broke, I broke all the rules years ago, but we don't get into that right now. But you did? The, the lady, I think did you have the, juice? Is like, like those people that praise the Lord and they tell you to buy all these food buckets. And mm-hmm. I think they're just a bunch of hypocrites, all of them. Uh, you know what, though? I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard those food buckets don't have any juice in them. Yeah, well, like you said, when, when <laughs> the world comes to an end, there'll be cockroaches and crazy Joe. But I hope he has his food buckets. I'm sure Crazy Joe has his food buckets. He seems like the type who would. They're probably stashed in a corner in his studio uh, right next to the uh, reel-to-reel tape recorder. I like to see a video of her doing the, um, God, this is how much money I make. And I don't know if that's really uh, a good idea in the the, uh, house of the Lord. I mean, it's not bad to be rich, obviously, but I mean, I'll leave you with this. A friend of mine, he only worked... uh, a part, I'm not going to say the place, part-time at his job, and his wife had a good job. Mm-hmm. But I just I saw this guy's house years ago. It was like a mansion. Yeah. Did so he... It just tells me he had plenty of money. I was saying, you know, having plenty of money is not a sin or anything, but well... I, was, I was just shocked. And he worked part-time at a job that he could have such a fabulous house. I believe it does say in the Bible, and I know that, uh, you know, a lot of folks reject this because a lot of Christians practice uh, what I call ironic Christianity, which is they just basically ignore right. ignore everything. But it does say in the Bible, isn't there something about it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven? Yes. Wow. Very good, Matt. Ah. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Ah, wow. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I just find that this uh, video humorous. I, I've, I've limited myself humorous. to only one or two videos a day because I used to watch way too much before I, the, uh, I figured out that I need to stay off the phone all day. Jenny says, dude, it's like hundreds of videos. And it, it never end. Hundreds of videos. So she must be making a ton of money. I mean, making money obviously is not a sin at all, but I think this is the craziest oh. thing that you won't give her kids water. I mean, with juice, you know. They, I don't think they deserve juice. You know what? I think those kids are probably uh, the devil's children. Well, and... the video that makes them look like they're perfect saints, but I know well, that's, of course. that's not hundred percent God's truth. Right. For all we know, when those cameras are off, they're out there committing murders and pillaging. Oh yeah! Can you believe that? If you if you and uh, Jenny had four kids running around. I can't imagine having one kid running around. I mean, we have we have Christian, but he's fully. I mean, grown. nothing wrong with saying that, you know kids are good and they, you know make a wholesome family and stuff like that. I I, mean, I agree with that, but yeah. Hey, oh can I let you in on a little secret though, EZG? Uh, right. Jenny and I we uh we don't allow Christian to have any juice. 
Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's old enough. I think he can buy his own. All right, I'd like to go. Enough of my foolishness. <laughs> All right, Eric. Thanks for the call. All right, Easy G leaves us. That opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Let's see. Dirk Don, I mentioned, is in the uh, chat room uh, of Arrogant Media. Uh, Stacey Lawton joins us in the chat. Hello. Uh, Melanie La Liberty from the great state of Vermont says, Why are you prone to break out in song today, Matt? Did you run over a squirrel on the way into the station or something? Uh, not today. Uh, no, I have run over squirrels, uh, not intentionally, of course, and I always uh, feel terrible about it. But um, why would that make me break out into a song? I feel like I'm missing something there. Um, Rocky Huber, I mentioned, Ryan Gorman. Uh, Kristen Lacoste is in the uh, chat room. Hello, Christian. Um, Christian says, in five years, AEW will be huge. Um, oh, Mike Sutterth, uh, just let me know, uh, he's running a little bit behind, but he will be, he will be here. He just messaged me. No worries. I just gave him a thumbs up. Uh, Tom Blanchard says, you mean wrestling is real? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yes. Um, oh, Mike Sutterth, uh, says, thanks. Um, just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here uh mike palapita joins us in the chat mike of course is from another one of our wonderful sponsors here at wmnh 95.3 queen city cabinetry in the historic sunbeam mall uh let's see tom blanchard says uh that guy sure can talk i assume uh he's referring to uh (laughs) i assume he's referring i'm laughing about something in the chat referring to ezg something else in the chat um I'm going to leave uh, some of that alone. Um, Melanie says, you start with juice and next thing you know, you are sacrificing animals to the dark Lord. Right. See, that's the thing. And that's why, like I said, Jenny and I don't allow Christian to have juice. We don't want sacrificing animals uh, to the dark Lord. Uh, We have two wonderful, beautiful cats who we love very much. And, you know, I don't even know about this whole Dark Lord thing. Um, I, I mean, I don't particularly support him. I don't know much about his politics. You know, uh, I'd need to know at least his position on farm subsidies. So we avoid that. Uh, Mike Pelopita says, look what it did to the high sea pitcher crashing through walls for no reason, etc. That's true. Yeah, the, the high sea and he bursts through the wall and he goes, oh, yeah, or something like that, and just makes a big mess. I think that Catholic woman is smart not to have the juice. Jenny says, tore up clothes, too. See, juice drinkers don't take care of their things. That's uh, that's really uh, quite true. Um, Jenny says, juice is Satan's wine. My goodness, wow. Uh, Paulie C is in the Facebook live chat. Paul says, hi, Matt. On Friday night, you and Dan and I are going politically incorrect. Two and a half hours of offensive TV clips, TV commercials, and horrifying music of days gone by that would never be released today. The Cringe Fest starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Retro Spectrum Radio. Yes, we look forward to that every Friday night right here from the studios of WMNH Retro Spectrum Radio from 7.30 to 10 p.m. 
Paul, Paul E.C., Paul Cormier, he takes over the uh, the captain's chair, and I move over to the news desk, and we have Dan on the couch, and sometimes we have DJ Steve in the corner with the giant cardboard Peter Whitehead, and this will be very interesting, and uh, but, uh, you know, a, a little dangerous, I think, but we like the danger. Politically incorrect, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I'll be very interested to see what Paul comes up with. There's certainly no shortage of uh, perspective material. Uh, Melanie is asking Paul if there will be juice Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know if I can say if there's juice. That's going to be a problem. Uh, Paul E.C. says, no juice, plenty of Kool-Aid, though. Oh, my. Um, Kyle Clayton says, I tried to call, but I'll wrestle Joe in the alley. You want to wrestle Crazy Joe? My goodness. Well, all right. Uh, Melanie says, him, assuming the Dark Lord is male, is sexist. That is true. Uh, so we, we wouldn't say Lord S or, or is that, uh, or do we just say Lord, like the thing with actor or actress, like you're not supposed to say actress anymore. Everyone's an actor. I, I don't know. It's hard to keep up with it all. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey Matt, uh, this is Ron and Polly C if you got your ears on and, uh, fortunately I don't hear you very well. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, mm. sometimes it comes and goes, but mm-hmm. you can hear me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say, because it's not related to what's going on, although you still got a good show happening, uh, Friday night, I finally got in touch with, um, oh, what was that name of that pizza? Began with an A, Alley Cat. Yes. And uh, I got an order in. I got it in plenty of time. But this, since there's no work, I mean, there's, there's, there's no workers, mm-hmm. and they were running slow and were way behind, and they only had one delivery guy, after an hour... It was about quarter of 10 or something, and I called, and the guy said, no, we didn't even put it in yet. I said, all right, I'm going to have to cancel, please. I said, I'll try again another time. But I was, I, you know, I wanted to just send over a piece of you guys to say hello. I like your oh. show. I like what you guys do, and uh, and just say thank you for a good radio. But, uh, yeah, I had to cancel. It didn't happen, so no, I, I under- tried. I understand. Uh, Veronette uh, brought a pizza once, and that's where she got it from, Alley Cat. Yeah, very good pizza, but... Yeah, places or restaurants especially, it seems, are really struggling to find enough help right now. You know, to the point that some of them are now closed on Mondays uh, right around here because uh, it's the only way to get their employee, give their employees a day off because uh, otherwise everybody's uh, working all the time. It's uh, it's quite remarkable, Ron. Yeah. A lot's, a lot's going on. It's, it's, uh, it's such a trickle effect, but it's real. It, uh, I mean, you look, you go shopping in the grocery aisles, and you see things that used to be full, like a bread aisle, and all of a sudden there's hollow spots, hollow spots, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's a trickle effect. It's real and it's out there. And even the automotive business, you know, uh, they don't have the cars in stock because they don't have the chips, or they don't have this, and just all around. So it's crazy, you know. I uh, I'm confident that it will all shake out, but um, and I and I think economists are generally pretty optimistic, at least about that, that this will all normalize. But uh, but it's going to take a little time, yeah. Um, you know the the labor shortage. I I think it was last week I was talking about how um, a, a big factor that a lot of people don't realize is you know because people say oh people just don't want to work and whatnot. No, it's a, a lot of people uh, left uh, the workforce when they took early retirement when the pandemic hit. You know people who had the option to do that who were going to hang in there decided no I think I'll I think I'll get out of the workforce now. And I I don't think people realize just how much of an impact. 
that's had. But 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 there's a positive. There's an upside to it too. A lot of these, you know, in the national chains, they can certainly afford to do it. A lot of places are now paying more money. So there's that. Wages are going up. So well, we'll see. Well, hopefully that's the incentive and what it takes. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I, hopefully the um, employers can bear the burden. So that's another thing, too, you know? Right, right. You know what I think should happen, Ron? Uh, I think uh, every – because I feel like they're just in, d- delaying the inevitable. I think all fast food restaurants in the country should just say, screw it, close their dining rooms, just do drive through only, and just be done with it. Because that's where it's all headed anyway. Why not just do that? And uh, it'll simplify things for them, I think. Mm, yeah. You know? I hope that never happens. I mean, that's the whole reason why you ever notice, Ron, you go into like a McDonald's or a Dairy Queen or something. If you go in and you sit in a booth, how uncomfortable it is. That's done intentionally. They intentionally make the booths you sit in uncomfortable so that you don't want to stay, so that you'll hurry up and eat your meal and get out of there. So why the the pretense? Uh, Just uh, you you don't want that to happen. You like uh, you want to go in and sit down at the Burger King. Yeah, because I like to just you know, it's part of the you know it's part of the relaxing kind of thing. You're treating yourself, and yeah, you get a chance to unwind and slow down. I mean, yeah, you know, and then I don't drink anymore, but have you know? I mean, are you going to get alcohol? You know, for the people that like to have a glass of wine, have to have a cold beer or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking, just to be clear, though, I'm talking specifically about fast food like Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's. And, uh-huh. Because the thing is, right now, a lot of these places aren't even opening their, their dining rooms to begin with or not on a consistent basis. Dunkin' Donuts, another example. A lot of them aren't because they don't have enough help to keep the dining room open, so they're only running the drive throughs So I say just just get rid of the dining rooms. Just Just be done with it. That's that's my yeah. opinion. But uh, all right, guys, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say hi, Paulie, and uh, and hi, Matt, too, obviously. But yeah, I tried to send you guys over something that didn't work out, and thank you for what you guys do. I like your show. All right, Ron, thank you so much for the call, my friend. Always nice to hear from you. Thank- Thank you. All right, you got it. Bye-bye. All right, that was our friend Ron. Uh, That does open up a line for you, 603-250-6007. Melanie's leaving already. She says, have a good night, everyone. Melanie in the chat room. Uh, Melanie, are you bothered by my uh, – did I upset you with my idea that the fast food restaurants should just, uh, you know, uh, give up on the dining rooms? Uh, No, I'm I'm sure she just uh, has other things to do. There are other things worth doing, I guess, other than listening to my show. I mean, probably not many, but I guess there are other things in life. Uh, But that does open up a phone line for you, 603-250-6007, Kyle Clayton, who, by the way, of course, you can hear on the morning show, uh, Peter White's uh, co-host, Uh, Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m., right here from WMNH with a replay from 2 to 4 p.m. right before this program. Kyle says, I'll wrestle anyone for the integrity of WMNH. Well, I think think that's wonderful, uh, Kyle. Uh, My only suggestion would be make sure they're vaccinated. Uh, Charles Richardson from Florida. And, of course, the Charles Richardson Show joins us in the chat. Says, hey, everyone, good afternoon. Hello, Charles. 
Um, Charles says lazy people are winning. Milk the unemployment and stimulus benefits and force wages to go up, which causes everything else to go up. Well, Charles, I, I, uh, I disagree. I think that, well, my thoughts on it are a bit nuanced. First of all, I, I think that's reductive. I don't think that's really what's happening. I know that's the spin that a lot of right-wing media is putting out there, you know, that people don't want to work, people are staying home and milking the system. But they say that anyway, even not during the pandemic. Uh, you know, uh, conservatives uh, will demonize poor people and anyone on any kind of public assistance, even though we pay for that with our taxes, et cetera. Um, and I think that they're using this opportunity to really ratchet that up. Now... I would say, Charles, right now, as with any time, there, of course you're going to have bad apples. You're going to have people who figure out a way to game the system and to milk the system in some way. You're always going to have that. We always have and we always will. But I really think that's a very, very small uh, minority of people who do that. I don't, I don't think most people do that because what you get from the government typically isn't enough to, uh, to manage to do that. Um, I also think that there's a lot of other factors that are happening right now with the pandemic that have been so unique. Like I said, like I said to Ron, a lot of people left the workforce and didn't come back. A lot of people retired early. And if you're an older person at retirement age and you're looking at your options and then a pandemic hits, um, of course you want to, you know, you want to get out. I also think though, this is such a unique situation with the pandemic where, you know, and I, th I think it was last week we were, we got into this somewhat on the show. We might've even talked about it when Mike Sutterth was here about how, you know, a lot of people are in a bad spot where, you know, maybe they want to go back to work, but they have children at home with them and daycares are closed because of the pandemic. So they can't bring their kids to daycare and they can't bring their kids to work. So they're staying home to take care of the kids. And, you know, there's a lot of different factors. Um, a lot of people are waiting, uh, you know, for whatever it is that they do to fully open back up and bring them back. People who've been furloughed. I think there's a lot of different factors. Now, don't get me wrong. There are lazy people. Um, in fact, um, I, I'm very cynical in this regard. I think that lazy people uh, largely outnumber uh, motivated, driven, and ambitious people uh, quite a bit, <laughs> unfortunately. I think we have a, a culture that is very lazy. But I do think there's other uh, factors than, um, you know, that, that contribute, to what, contribute to what you're saying um, Charles, but we have a call. Oh, nobody there. Okay. And for some reason, my cell phone shows that Kyle Clayton is calling me, and I'm not sure why, uh, Kyle, you're uh, calling me while on my cell phone while I'm on the air. Perhaps you, uh, 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 I don't know, maybe you pocket dialed me. Charles says, and why is the labor force so low? Yeah, well, like I said, I think there's a lot of different factors, but I think most economists would dispute the notion that everyone is just milking the system, especially since I think federal, I think the, um, the federal supplement, that $300 supplement, that's over, right? Um, and individual states have ended. The, I know here, I don't know what the situation is in Florida. I would imagine DeSantis, I mean, DeSantis I, wants to pretend that there is no pandemic. So I would imagine uh, there's no uh, supplemental state 
unemployment insurance in Florida. I could be wrong. I know they ended it here. So um, most of that, if not all of that, is going away or has gone away anyway. So I do think there's a lot of other factors, it, but it's it's complicated. Um, again And again, Charles, I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't a part of it, but I suspect it's only a, a small part of it. Um, let's see. Um... Uh, Stacey Lawton says in the chat, personally, I haven't done anything to milk the system. I've been on the same Social Security uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, and I started a job, but for medical reasons, I had to leave. But I'm not on any state assistance and no community action whatsoever. I personally don't like to be on benefits if I can help it, especially being a state representative. I don't want to be collecting from the same government that I'm serving. Yeah, and I think, um, like I said, I don't, I don't think people, I don't think most people want to be on government assistance. Um, Scott Robinson in the chat says, Matt, I'm not going to lie. In the Unleashed replay yesterday, the oh, this was I should clarify for people. So yesterday, because it was a holiday, uh, we were not here live. So one of our best of editions aired. And yesterday, I believe it was the best arguments in the history of the show. Uh, let's see. So uh, so just to clarify, that this is what Scott is referring to. So Scott says, Matt, I'm not going to lie. In the Unleashed replay yesterday, the confrontation between Jenny and John Hopwood made me very uneasy. I felt a lot of hate in that rebroadcast. Well, Scott, how do you think I felt? I was here. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, 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 no hate, no hate. Uh, everyone, it's all love. But they did get into a very spirited, uh, to say the least, discussion, which is why that particular segment ended up in the best arguments edition of uh, the uh, best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. So there you go. All right, we are going to. Yeah, it's top of the hour. It's about the top of the hour. Let's, uh, yeah, Jenny says never, no. No, no hate here. And we love John Hopwood. And by the way, of course, as I as I like to remind people, whatever ball breaking is done here on the show, it's all done with love, you know, and uh, except when it comes to Crazy Joe. Hell with that guy. But and other than that, it's all done with love. Uh, let's take a break, and, uh, and then we will be back. Oh, Jenny's asking which one. Yeah, it was the... Um, Jenny, you and John Hopwood got in a, in an argument over the Second Amendment and uh, laws. Uh, I don't I don't remember all the particulars of it, but it had to do it had something to do with the Nazis and uh, Hitler uh, taking guns away and how that was kind of used as the blueprint for some gun control. Again, I I only remember bits and pieces of it. I don't I don't remember in uh, detail. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. 
I'm frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club's super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's, I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit bjs.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. But uh, Stacey says, uh, Jenny is a really nice person, though at times I have disagreed with her personally. I think she is very smart and informed, and I appreciate her input. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break. We're going to play a couple things and then show some love to our sponsors so we can pay the bills. And then when we come back in the second hour, uh, Mike Sutterth will be arriving at some point, and we will get into our Tweakonomics segment. Always look forward to that. So uh, I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, everybody. Here we go. We are well in hour number two. Numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed. <clears throat> and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. Streaming at WMNHradio.org. And on the Facebook on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. And of course, you can also go to my website, mattconnerton.com for all of your uh, show archives and live streaming options and social media links and contact info, et cetera, et cetera. Hello to our friends at Raw Talk Online and Tomorrow Radio. Today is Tuesday, September 7, 2021. And of course, I want to remind you, we are proudly sponsored by The Hop Knot. Don't go there today because Monday and Tuesday is their weekend, uh, but they are open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, Thursday nights at The Hop Knot, uh, they have uh, trivia hosted by the great Bill Seedy. And Friday nights at The Hop Knot, they have this, this guy right here <laughs> at the news desk. He is Mike Sutterth, but on Fridays, he walks into the phone booth and he comes out holding a guitar, and he transforms into Grant Lampton. <laughs> the Tone Man. <laughs> the Tone Man. The Tone Man. Oh. I don't know. I was thinking of like a oh, superhero type Maybe the Super Tone Man Super or Tone, yeah. There, there you go. There you go. Uh, let me give the uh, numbers if you'd like to enter the discussion. We're going to do our uh, Tweakonomics segment, but give us a call if you'd like. 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. Uh, you can also text us at 617-917. Uh, 4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And of course, you can always interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do is give us a call at 603-250-6007. And uh, what have you got for us uh, this week there, uh, Mr. Sutterth, uh, sir? You know, I can't bloom without the introduction music. So. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yes. That gets here, me out of hibernation. Here, here we go. 
Good afternoon, Manchester. My name is Mike Sutterth, and I am the the person who does the segment called Tweakonomics that the folks at WMNH 95.3 and Matt Connerton have allowed me to do here. And uh, what I've got for you here today, um, we're a bit truncated. Well, I'm only eight minutes late. I thought it was going to be a full-blown 15 minutes late, but... um, Yeah, you're really... uh... Yeah, you're really not not that late. Yeah, but I panicked when I got home from my day job, and, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, by the time I trim my eyebrows and you know shave my legs, it's going to take a long time to get here. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, you don't have to. Don't worry about the leg shaving. We're not going to ask you to swim. Well, well no, but I'm on camera. I mean, you guys, you some, got cameras summer's, here. Summer's summer's over. We, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We already put away the pool <laughs> until Memorial Day. I, I, I don't right. have to worry about That's it. That's right. And yeah. I will not wear white sneakers. Um, Thank God. So yeah, we got to let me get uh, some of them. So I've got a couple of little things that I peppered this uh, stuff with. Uh, one of them is my shameless marketing plug, and I think Matt had answered uh, probably before I entered here. He did mention the hop knot, but our good folks at Queen City Cabinetry and Mike over there has become a good friend of mine, uh, at least online. A few times I've met him. Um, Queen City Cabinetry um, is it? What's the business solutions? Remind me, please. Is it G? Oh, CGI business CGI. solutions? CGI. I was. I didn't want to say GNC because oh, that's not the right thing. Right. CGI <laughs> business solutions over on Dartmouth Drive in Auburn, New Hampshire, who's a heck of a good sponsor here, and uh, the new internet firm that Peter White brought in for you guys. Uh, that name escapes me, too. Adored Wi-Fi. Adored Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah. How does the CEO of that company's wife feel about that? Of course, maybe... Well. She's the CEO, and <laughs> could be that very well may be the case. So, yes. All right, I, I will stop jesting here. <laughs> um, my uh, shameless marketing plug that I try to mention local companies here in Manchester um, who might get interested in sponsoring WMNH, uh, which is a public station. Um, but I, th- I thought it was a cool thing as a guy who has an undergrad marketing to kind of mention these local places so here we go today's smp is burt's better beers have you all heard of them do you drink beer i can guarantee damn tea you oh that didn't come out right um that if you've been over to the hop knot and you find something and you like it you go to hannaford's you can't find it you go to the snm market you can't find it if you go to burt's better beers or better yet give them a call first um they have a, a amazing selection of beers i was over at um an establishment over on Market Street, which we may mention some other time, but I had I had a very specific beer, and I can't find it. I couldn't find mm. it. I looked it up online, and uh, I had a friend say, "Go to Burt's Better Beers." Uh, the one location I go to is over on five uh, five four five Hooksett Road here. It's Daniel Webster Highway. Um, they have a killer staff, and they're like, "What do you like? What don't you like?" And they kind of help you. But if you go in knowing what you want. They will probably have it. And so I wanted to plug those guys. They used to be way up on uh, Hooksett Road and Hooksett. Um, and as they've grown, they've got a location, like I said, over on um, Daniel Webster Highway that I, got to, that I go to. I think they have another location or two. But those guys have been really, really good to me. And they're really relaxed. And, you know, the whole, uh, I think you may have heard the term beer snob. You I know, have, You yes, know, yeah. like, oh, you're drinking uh, Session Ale and I drink double IPAs and and. and Specific things get like that, like cars or sure. sports or whatever. Music. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, you know, a, yeah. as a Kiss fan, I know something about that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you like Kiss? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, with the makeup, not without the makeup. Or I love them anyway. And so these guys have a, a real. I, I the last time I went in there to get, I I, I got a tr- uh, third tier, which is a brewery, coconut truffle, nitro stout which I tasted over at this place on Market Street, the bar over there, 
And when I tasted it, I'm like, it has to go over vanilla ice cream. And I'm not a stout guy whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But when I tasted it, just like the light bulb went off, like I want to make a float out of this stuff. I'm going to get some vanilla ice huh. cream and I'm going to put this stout in it. And Anyway, these guys were there like, oh, you think it's this brewery. It's actually this brewery. And they set me up. So I would encourage you guys to go visit Bert's uh, Better Beers the next time you go to La Coretta and have one or two with your partner. <laughs> They, um, uh, I don't know if they still do them. They used to do live events there. I did, a, <clears throat> I did, a, I think a couple of them with, um, well, you know, I used to be in a band with Michael Apley Pierce from uh, uh, Litherman's, mm-hmm. um, but we were in a band together, Chemical Distance, and we did something at Burt's. Wait, Mike, Michael, who runs Litherman's? That yeah, guy? yeah. Who I met over here at the Hopknot. Yeah, we used to be in a band together called Chemical Distance. Okay, I'm going to name drop you here to get myself up there to his brewery. Yes, <laughs> there you go, there you go. But, uh, yeah. and uh, But, yeah, we did something at Burt's. Um, the old one up in Hookson? I think so. It was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. I mean, this was like a decade ago at least. Jeez, yeah. might have been longer. These guys are in, I, I think... I don't think it's called the North Side Plaza. I forget the name, but La Coretta's in there and yeah. the Dollar Tree, and it's been there for ages. Um, and they've moved in there, and they've got it all set up darn proper. And you know where the the sours are, and the IPAs are, and the uh, they even have branched out to the uh, the seltzer crowd. If I can say that, <laughs> oh, the seltzer crowd. It's a thing, Matt. Is the seltzer is thing there, is, is a really? thing? Yeah, yeah, it is, dude. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I know you and I grew up going to keg parties, but now they, like, go to salsa things, I guess. Yeah, I didn't go to any keg parties growing up. You didn't? Ah, I was an introvert. Well, let me enlighten you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, my parents are dead and gone. I'm like, we won't get in trouble with my parents. <laughs> no, I went I went to a few. That was about, but not not, not many, not many. Yeah, well, it, it, in the end, it was, it was really not a developmentally good experience, but mm. fun war stories. Hmm. All right, let's rip right into it here. So in the time we have left, which is darn near the whole show, three quarters of it anyway. Um, wow, you are bad at math. Why? What did I say? Three quarters? Well, 15 minus, it, it's this quarter past, <laughs> right? We've got 45 minutes less. Is that a quarter? I am of, bad about the time. Of the show? Yeah. Well, of, of my, I always assume it's an hour. Forgive me. So. But, <laughs> I'm just busting balls. And you did good. I like the idea that someone's worse at math than me. Yes. So here I go as your economics <laughs> expert, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Which statistics is very different than basic math. And that's uh, how I arrived at economics. I got to tell you, I didn't understand mathematics at all until I got into statistics that in 10 years you need $5,000. How much do you have to put away to get there? That's what turned on math to me. I really? didn't get the X's, Y's, and Z's, and I didn't know it was empty spaces. And yeah. there's a whole other conversation. But when I um, when I took statistics, um, it was just basically algebra. You do it backwards, and they explain it to you how it happens. And it was a real good thing. So I, I am semi-educated in this arena. Just, uh, yes, I'm bad at math, and I lose my car keys <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but when it has a practical application, that's what got you interested. Yeah, like a mortgage, you know, like right. I have a 15, you know, I refinance to a 15 year mortgage like this. all that mathematics makes beautiful sense to me and I like it. And but it was in college that when fun, somebody finally said, OK, if you need ten thousand dollars in five years, what do we have to do here? And that my brain lit up. Yeah, yeah. The X's and the Y's and the plateaus and the long division, all that was Greek to me, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can relate. So <laughs> people learn differently, you know? Oh yeah. 
So let's go forward here. My main topic here today is going to be the working from home thing and going back to work. I will try to avoid the politics, as always, of COVID and why this happened. But you're certainly welcome to call in at 250-6007 and give me a hard time or encourage me either way. But uh, I did some looking on a platform called Muse, uh, Muse Online, which is a career platform. And uh, they have a female editor that put some really interesting stuff out there, like as my career has changed twice or three times through my lifetime and will continue to evolve. And now that my children are grown and they're starting to go in the career direction, it's, it's very interesting. You know, the, 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 my career path is very personal and um, what I did is probably can't be recreated, but you might be able to say that about Bill Gates and, you know, uh, president whoever or whatever, you know, every person's journey is different. But in the career plat- platform here, I was reading this uh, thing on Muse Online, and uh, Catherine Minshew is her name. She wrote this article that um, in a broad survey of people like Gen Zs, like young, young, young employees, all the way up to boomers, 30%, uh, 37% of the people that she surveyed do not want to go back to work. Like in the, They want to work, right. but they want to get paid at home. And, and now the performance metrics on that is different for every job, you know, yeah. in, in some jobs, when I, you still work from home, maybe you work harder in some cases. And 22% actually want to get back in for the social interaction. Um, managers like my wife, Julie, who manages a team of people, she wanted to go back in because she knows darn well she's more effective face-to-face. You know, get off your phone, get off YouTube, and I need you to do this, X, Y, Z. Face-to-face works better than I don't see you logged in and you know what I'm saying? Like that, at least in yeah, her case. That's been one of the really interesting things about this whole COVID uh, experience is just, you know, I talk to a lot of different people and some people love working from home and, and, and it, it's just so, there's so many advantages to it. And some people are just like, no, I, I need to go back to the office. For, it's, it's what this woman, uh, Catherine Minshew said, it's such a mixed bag that mm-hmm. there are young people who are, you know, what we used to call ambitious, like, I want to be mentored. I want to look at an older woman, you know, if you're a woman or girl, and if you're a man, you want to, or vice versa. I always worked better for women, but I need that. um, Nobody wants to be, well, some people might want to be micromanaged. In my specific case, I didn't want to be micromanaged, but I needed to know, like, hey, Mike, go, you know, go take uh, somebody to lunch or go to lunch but I need you back here by one o'clock. Yeah. And that worked really well for me when I was in the office. If I'm at home, like I need you back online at two o'clock, I'm like, well, I kind of got to get some contact solution. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, but this is 30 years ago when I got trained in that arena. It was really interesting. This article, again, it's on uh, Muse Online. Uh, it's a career plat- platform and she's the editor of the stuff that, there are younger people who are ambitious who want to get back into the office. And then there are older folks who are like, look, man, I don't want to go back into the yeah. office. And is that because you, the question is posed is, are you more effective for the business at home? Cause if that's the case, we want to keep you at home. Mm-hmm. I know in uh, a person I know who works for a computer company, they had to earn the right to work from home. Okay. So if they're hitting sales, you know, if they're selling servers or it, it was a computer technology company, if you're selling to the level that you earn it, right? We, if you're more effective at home, by all means, man, stay at home. But I believe, or I'm, I wonder that there's this gap of, I just plain old don't want to drive to work and like be around people and yeah. be hassled and all this. So I want to, I think it's a reduction in productivity, at least for that slice of the pie. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and being an older guy, and I've got two daughters who are very, you know, hard workers, but again, I'm over 50 and I'm cynical, so I'm like, well, folks just don't want to work and they'd rather watch Rick and Morty than, you know, uh, be watched, uh, hey, make phone calls, make mm -hmm. phone calls, or whatever you do for work. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, there's always some industries like the DPW here, God bless them in Manchester, these guys didn't have the option to work from home. You know? Right. Well, yeah, as Tom Blanchard points out in the, the uh, you know, in the chat, some people just, you know, some jobs can't be done from home. Th that's right. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you're a bartender or, yeah. you know, uh, social services, a nurse, something like this, you can't be done from home. The arena that I grew up in is like you kind of could. You know, I, I traveled yeah. a lot for work and you chimed in. And yeah, uh, but I, I am here to tell you that when I did work from home and had those opportunities, I was far less effective to the business interest working from home. You yeah. Know, I had too much distraction. I needed the, I never wanted to be micromanaged, but I wanted the assumption that somebody's kind of watching me yeah. in whatever fashion, not what, you know, in, you know what I mean? Not yeah. micromanaged because I always, once I became an adult, like I don't want to be micromanaged. Oh yeah. You don't want somebody looking but over I your want, shoulder. I yeah. want the assumption in that if I come in at nine Oh five and everybody else is there, I feel bad. That's motivational. The next right. day I'm going to be there when everybody else is here. I think my generation, it was a functional thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure, but I, I'd love to hear from some other folks about this that, you know, younger people, do you say like, well, it's not a big deal. You know, if I, if it's nine Oh five, if it's 10, 10 past 10, then it's the same thing. I'm at mm -hmm. work, dude. Like it's not right. a big deal. Right. Always depends on the job, but um, younger, younger people are going to tend to be more adaptable anyway, though, right? I mean, just in general in life. They do. But in, in my, you know, my finance and economics direction that I ended up kind of having somewhat of a career in, it was about production, you know, about, uh, you know, what are you, what are you doing for the business? You know, what's in it for the business? It wasn't what's in it for me with them. It was, you know, what are you producing? And, yeah. I, you know, I had to sit down every quarter and, you know, here's your review and, uh, you know, what are you doing for the business? So I I miss maybe the generation that is now that well you're more productive at home. I came from the space mm -hmm. of you had to earn to do that. Yeah, and, and now it's like well I'm plain old just not comfortable coming into the office. Um, Eric Street, who is a top fan, he says in the chat for Comcast we work from home and are just as productive. So now it's permanent. So I guess they sent everybody home for the pandemic and they just made it permanent. Huh? Well, and there's probably benefits for both sides of that, mm -hmm. the employer and the employee. You know, um, desk, what they call desk help when I was a kid, you know, help support, desk, desk help support or whatever when it started help in the desk. 2000. Yeah. Help desk, thank you. I'm dyslexic. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I knew guys who made a great living. He's like, I stay at home. They don't want to have to buy me a desk. Mm -hmm. You know, give me an expense report to buy me gas or buy yep. whatever. Yep. I, it's cheaper for them for me to stay at home and I answer my calls from nine to five. Mm -hmm. and so it's a perfect equation where it worked for, for both scenarios. I guess what, what troubles me and makes me scratch my head is the scenarios where, um, in my wife's case, and I don't mind mentioning her in, in, in this, that she had a team of 16 people that she needed to make sure they were there on time in the morning, make so many phone calls in the morning and the afternoon, You know, take your one hour lunch, which really means 59 minutes, and you know, stay late if you want to, to your benefit, that um, paradigm, I guess, is the silly word for it, or the, the, the dynamic of it. They removed that because of COVID, and, and that, that's understandable, but now we're we, we going to re The article I read is like whether the employee wants to. Yeah. And the employees who don't want to, I wonder if it's for 
well, it's more fun working at home or trying to work from home than it is uh, in an office setting. Well, I'd imagine. And for a lot of people, too, you know, if you um, if you have a job and all of a sudden you're working from home and you're, there's been no change in your pay, but now you're not spending money on gas to get to work. I mean, for, for people who are um, maybe don't have a lot of disposable income, that, that can make a huge difference in somebody's budget, totally, spe- especially totally, if they have a long commute. Yeah, totally agreed. I mean, I grew up uh, when I was younger working in Boston, and I, I, mm. w- I would have loved to have <laughs> scratched that whole Parking my car for ten bucks back yeah. in the eighties, and yeah. you know, taking the train from Sullivan Square to uh, the financial district and doing that—that that would have been great. But there was there was no real technological like surge back then. Now there is. So if you if you're blessed enough to have that job, um, let's take into account like the computer salesman, right? Who has an account? Uh, you get on the phone and you're dealing with let's say uh, Johns Hopkins University, right? So you can call them up from home. You can do that from the office if you're as effective at home. God bless you. It's mm-hmm. cheaper for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's this space in between of developing employees that um, might need a kick in the rear occasionally. And I was one of those guys that, well, if I'm at home, I, you know, um, I want a steak and cheese, you know, right. <laughs> right. I, I don't want to solve this, uh, this problem with a logistics problem, or whatever at work. I want a steak and cheese. And if you're given that latitude, it's like, I don't know. Do you ever work in an office, Matt? Like when you're younger? I or when the super boss is away, the boss is on vacation. Sort like, of. I, I had a job where I was occasionally in an office. Yeah. So, so yes. My, yes. my point is that, like, oh, uh, you know, Sheila's gone to Cancun for the week. She's on vacation. Like, all right, that's cool. So we can take a longer lunch. You know, I don't have to worry about looking at my phone. It's. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I was just one of these guys that, and I, I like to think that some people are human nature like this. You take advantage of what's open to you. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I don't think the way I grew up, it's good for business. It's not um, that uh, you know. Well, hey, you're unsup- basically unsupervised, right? Or yeah. And now I think in some instances that I've heard, it's gotten so comfortable that it used to be, you know, when I had young kids, I'm like, I'd tell my director, I have to go pick up my kids. Like something happened at the daycare or yeah. my you know, wife, partner, buddy can't pick them up. I have to go pick them up. But it was like a an exception, you know, it's yeah. like a sick day. You well, know? of course, when your kids are involved, it's hard for Indeed. an employer and, to say no. And again, I've just, <laughs> I smell these examples of like, that now it's my maybe more commonplace. Like, you know, I've, um, I, I've run out of Swiss cheese. I got to go get some more Swiss cheese. Right. I, I'll be back, you know. Yeah, yeah. I understand this is important, but yeah, this is a different thing than like, look, my kid got hurt at school or is just sick and I got to go pick him up. It's more like I, I really can't attend the meeting. I've got to go get my car detailed or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I'm being sarcastic, but. We have a uh, call. We'll grab this. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, this is Ron. Hey, Ron. Yeah, I, uh, I was just listening in on your show, and you know what gets me, right? I mean, I, I be honest with you, I guess I'm guilty of it, too. But now, you know, having now that things are different, I see the difference. But people forget, or they tend to not realize how time is money. And, you know, they think a few minutes here, a few minutes there. But if you're, if you're the guy that's paying the bill and paying the overhead and the insurance and the things that matter – and, you know, at the end of the year, they have they have to clear so much. And it, all this lost time adds up quick. I mean, if you have a, a, a lot of employees, 
lost time adds up quick. Yeah, it's productivity, right? I mean, mm. you know, you you want the the max for your employees' effort, and that's why you're paying them to begin with. And work ethic, it seemed to me, at least in the job that I did growing up, meant an awful lot, you know. Um, and now it seems like, well, the the employer is kind of grabbing it, grabbing at it, you know. <laughs> And another thing that used to drive me nuts, and luckily that stopped, I've never been a uh, smoker, but I used to work at a factory, you know, oh. AT, it used to be Lucent, and there were so many people that thought that, <laughs> that was their inherent right, and every day that the, just before lunch or just before break, they'd go out and burn one that was, you know, yeah, got to do it, you know, they, and then after, you know, I'm not anti-smoking, but I'm telling you, when I talk about lost time, lost money, and this and that, and um, yeah, they had to go burn one, and then it's like, oh, it's almost lunchtime, so I'll, uh, I'll take a run to the bathroom, and I'll wash up and get ready. And then after lunch, oh, well, you know, what's five minutes if I'm a couple seconds late before I get back to my bench, you know? So, I've seen I've seen that scenario where, yeah, smokers will uh, take advantage. By the way, I'm a hypnotherapist if anyone needs to quit smoking. But I've, but I've been in jobs where I've seen that where because – and I think there's sort of this unspoken understanding that, well, if I'm a smoker, you have to give me this extra privilege because otherwise I'm going to be in a very bad mood. If I don't get my cigarettes, so, he's not as productive so or she's not as right, productive. Right, right. So it's just kind of better for all of us if you just let me go do this. It's a it's a completely unspoken thing. It is that dude. that I think that I think I think it's this sort of social this unspoken social contract between non-smokers and smokers that we non-smokers were like, yeah, do what you got to do. We'll deal with it because we want you to be in a good mood. <laughs> Right, you're a pain in the neck. Otherwise, right. when you come back in, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it shows up, and yeah, that shows up in the workplace constantly. Absolutely, Ron. That's a great so insight. That was my pet peeve. Uh, that's all. I, I appreciate don't the have call, much man. More than really that, but you know, my thought was, you know, because I I was an electrician before I retired, and uh, and I know for a fact that time is money. Um, you can, only, you know, if you're trying to get so much done, and it's such a certain amount of time, and you don't get it done because of, you know, you you maybe you were a little lax, then that means you got to jump in your van again on another day and drive back to the job site to finish up what you could have finished if you weren't wasting time. <laughs> Excellent economic point, my friend. Excellent economic point that, you know, time is money. And, you know, uh, I used to live in a world where we'd travel, you know, and travel was gl glamorous when I was a younger guy. But, you know, to be on the clock for traveling, I'm not pr producing for the business. I'm right. not, it's not to the business's benefit. They're paying for my hotel and the plane flight. Like unless I go to where my destination is and I benefit the the business to a, a noticeable effect, you know, I'm I'm just hanging out in uh, <laughs> yeah. BWI having fun or and or frustrated. So time is money. Excellent point, my friend. I appreciate the call. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Ron. All right, guys. All right, my friend. Take care. Take care. Bye, bye bye. Ron leaves us. That opens up a line for you. 603-250-6007. 603-250-6007. Uh, Rob Dion just joined us in the Facebook live chat. Rob, of course, uh, does the trivia on the morning. I'm not, not trivia. I'm sorry. I'm getting things mixed up here. Ron does the entertainment report on the morning show on Thursday mornings and brings in his keyboard and does uh, name that tune. And he's the host of his own show through the stage door, which airs on Sundays here at WMNH. Um, you made a comment earlier that I, I wanted to ask you to expand on. You said you, you work better with a female boss. The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning. 
and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I do. And let's be careful about that, but I'm very forward with that. Yeah, I think it's, um, and this may be a whole nother show. It was, uh, it's a respect issue. Um, I, think I always kind of, I, I grew up in like a whole family. My parents weren't divorced. And so I had a mom and dad. And I mean, if you don't, it's, it's not, that's neither here nor there, but I, I grew up, um, kind of my assumption was I should have a, uh, a parent respect for, mm-hmm. for the opposite sex. You know, this whole uh, sexual harassment thing in the workplace it never really, I never, I, I got it. I was an HR guy and I processed it, but you know, the last thing I would ever do is make it difficult for another employee. My point being is that uh, I found it easier emotionally. It was easier for me to go and talk about my daughter has a problem. Oh, interesting. You know, go. Yeah. I, I, daycare is about to close. I've got to go. Go yeah. ahead, please. That makes, that makes sense, yeah. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, guess who this is? Your father. Hey. Do you remember me? I do remember <laughs> you, yes. Your father. <laughs> oh, God, we have some... We had some good memories. We went through some challenges, but we had some good memories. Yes. I'll be, I'll be very brief. Um, on a positive note, I just want to say congratulations to you and Jenny and all the people who come on your show. You just do a great job. Charles Richardson. Um, uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt was on once. All right. I'm going a little too far there. But, you know, Gene Simmons. I got some of my colleagues uh, listening now who weren't listening before. Oh, excellent. And they really love you. Love your professionalism, your sense of humor. Oh, thank you. Uh, nobody today, you know, I, and, I, and this has been true, Matt, since Aristotle's time, you know, uh, and before. We don't agree on all things, but um, we agree that social democratic uh, issues, uh, personal issues uh, in, in terms of persons are very important. That's why I got into, that's one of the reasons I got into uh, clinical social work. Back in the Lincoln administration, do you remember that administration? <laughs> Not quite. Little, little before my time. Wow. <laughs> you know, he almost lost that. He, Lincoln almost lost that 1864 election to that knucklehead <laughs> that compromised on McClellan. But that's another story. I voted for uh, Lincoln twice. Don't don't call don't call the State Department. Right. They're incompetent <laughs> enough. I don't want to fool around with me, man. Right uh, sure, but sure. Again, I I just wanted to say that. Um, I won't mention the nature of the petition, but we're going to merge, I think, with there's a group called American Capitalism Incorporated. And, you know, they're big into democracy and uh, uh, free markets. Uh, but they're also concerned with the issue that I'm very concerned with and heated about right now. And uh, from an inside source, I just want to tell your audience, I can't reveal who the source is right now. Uh, unfortunately, I will eventually. But um, there are now documented over five, not 100, 200, but over 500 Americans 
who want to get the hell out of Afghanistan and the town away from the Taliban and yeah. you know ISIS K and those murderers on uh, savages and um, the Biden administration is just has just dropped the ball so I won't reiterate my feelings about that you know them your audience heard them yeah I don't think Biden's a fit president on any level and the State Department that he has is horrendous on any level whether you're on the right or the left. I will stand by that. I could give examples of that, but I won't do that on the radio. Uh, having said that, though, Matt, um, the, the, let me give you uh, uh, two names. Now, I, I mentioned this before because this guy's in Manchester, and he's a former school teacher. He's, an, he's a great broadcaster, a very friendly, amicable man, for sure. Uh, Chris uh, Chinis, oh, uh, uh, Chinister. Have you heard of him at all in Manchester? I, I don't. I don't think so. No, school board member. You said I would Google him. I, I thought I Jenny might know him from before, but he he'd be willing to talk on the on the show. And he's very he's like you. He's trying to take that middle ground. You know, Clyde Lewis tries to take that, but he, he's so much of a showman sometimes. You know, talking. <laughs> get this, Matt. Talking about uh, in sir, he talks in circles when he talks these topics. He's good when he analyzes the political scene, but. He'll say, yeah, I think uh, we have witnesses that say that we've se- they've seen UFO bases underwater, and uh, they've seen them come out of the water and just take off. You know, like, yeah. and, 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 you know. then he goes back, he says, well, there's no really direct evidence of this, but we're pretty sure it's true. <laughs> pretty, I read it <laughs> on the God internet. you don't do that, Matt. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that would be disappointing. Yes, yes. But there's, I would just mention a couple of other people. There's Rashid Gabriel who's originally from Lebanon. She's a great scholar, and I think she would come on the show or talk with you. Uh, and finally, there's a guy, uh, Mike, is it not Mike Lee? Mike Lee's, uh, oh, man, wait a minute. I think I have it. Yeah, Jim Lee, Matt. Okay. Jim Lee has a, he's a, he's a climatologist, an expert. He has a great website for people, uh, climateviewing.com. Climateviewing.com, out to your audiences. You should check him out. Yeah. There's another guy called uh, Frank Selinger. Oh, excuse me, Frank uh, Selenberger. That's his name. He's a, he's a great uh, climatologist and, uh, you know, expert on weather. And he's written a great book. I was reading, I gave it to Al, but it's uh, called um, Apocalypse Never. And it's not about uh, theology or revelation. Yeah. It's about what's really happening with the weather cycles and the environment. And, uh, it's different from what you hear from AOC and the hapless Biden administration. So just want to throw those out. Just if you wanted to Google them or sure, look sure. at their sites or, or your audience does, I think they'd be quite, quite informative. Sorry, Finally, I, I have looked you at, were playing I'm the sorry, other day, that song from um, mountain. No, 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 wait a minute. Mailbox. Oh, Mailbox Dog, dog yes. Think, Crazy Joe's uh, band, yes. <laughs> Crazy Joe's. Uh, uh, that wasn't a bad song. You know who I thought that was? Who? I thought that was early Oz- Ozzy Osbourne singing. Oh, really? Oh, no. That's a compliment. <laughs> uh, Mike Mike Sutterth, our friend Mike Sutterth, had something for you. What were you going to say, Mike? So uh, I had heard about the book, uh, The Apocalypse uh, Never book. I actually was looking yeah. at it last night as I researched tonight's show. And I don't like to get into the political stuff, but... It was really cool how you know a climatologist saying that, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm a, I'm a schooled economist, not a climatologist or a meteorologist, but it, he was correcting that this stuff is somewhat cyclical. Am I right? 
it, it, like over hundreds yes, right. of years or decades or what? It's cyclical and it may not just be that uh, car, uh, cows are farting that's messing things up. That's right. It, you know, it's uh, thanks, um, Mike. And he comes from a position when he was younger mm-hmm. where he thought, yeah, it's all about carbon, I guess. You know, but he, he realized he wasn't researching it carefully. And when he researched it carefully, mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've not spoken, but I've, I've heard other climatologists talk about this. You know, for example, in the mid ages, in the Middle Ages, excuse me, you know, if you went like 1400 to 1600, they had terrible heat waves and droughts and floods and stuff. And then in addition to that, they had, of course, the plague. Does that sound familiar? Have you heard that, of COVID 19? That, that does sound but, um, familiar. They didn't get vaccinated. That's uh, what happened. Mike, I'm, I'm so glad you, you're aware of that book. Isn't it a great book? He's so objective, he's so kind. Uh, I've heard him talk about the book on. Uh, Jeez, I don't know if it was a Billy Cunningham show, one of the shows. Yep. And he's brilliant. He's articulate. He's only about early 50s, I think, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we need more of this, this dialogue out there, especially when this Biden administration, I'm no, I'm no fan of them, uh, but full <laughs> disclosure, for a lot of reasons I won't go into. No, but the obje- but uh, they, I mean, they're, they're ready to spend like almost five, they say $3.5 trillion, but it's more like $5 trillion dollars on wacky programs, Mike, that don't yep. make sense. Yep. It will hurt the budget, hurt the economy. And already there are bad signs with the, uh, I know Matt's overly optimistic. <laughs> I think of this, but, you know, inflation is going up significantly now. The job uh, report uh, last week or the week before was horrible. Uh, yes. you, you keep spending like this and eventually you're out of money. And the idea, you know, what they, what the left always does, particularly socialists, we're going to tax the rich. Don't worry, working class person, Marty or Mike or Maddie. Don't worry, you know, we're just going to tax the rich. That's bullshit. I mean, oh. when, once you tax the rich Careful. like that, it trickles down <laughs> to the truckers who are trying to move the freight, uh, to uh, groceries, to, to uh, local taxes. And we get it in the neck as a middle class. So uh. I say this. This is my point, Mike and Matt. Speak the truth in dialogue, you know. Let's look at, I, I'm willing to look at some of the failures of Trump. I'm a supporter of him, his policies, not necessarily his personality, I get it. But still, his policies, his values, uh, uh, his uh, affirmation of babies in the womb, I, I'm for that. Uh, you know, and I fight that battle in dialogue with clinical social workers because they tend to buy in a nonsensical, a non-thinking way, non-critical thinking way, into every left motif that comes out. <laughs> they just say, well, it must be right, I guess. Well, no, blank, it's not necessarily Blanket right. belief is always be bad, right. is it not? You know, blank, Some of uh, it is very, very wrong, though. But blanket know? belief is always bad, correct? I, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry if I cut you off there, but a blanket belief, uh, either be it left or right, is always very troublesome. You know, um, the people yes, who is. adore yes, the right just because it's the right, because that's how, you know, my birth mother, you know, taught me or because how my college right. roommate taught me a blanket belief is, yep. and it may be, you know, in, in a man's case, cause we developed slower. It took me a long time to be like, Hey, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at follow the money yeah. and, you know, blanket beliefs of, uh, you know, we had a bad winter this year because of climate change. Like I, yeah. I, I don't buy that stuff. You know, show me numbers, show me statistics that like, this is the coldest winter that's ever happened. And it's because of jet fuel, you know, um, or it's the hottest right. summer ever based on jet fuel, which we'll never get. I, I don't think in my lifetime in the carbon footprint thing I buy into, I like to recycle and all this, 
but I don't like uh, economic development being uh, constricted by bl- blanket bl- beliefs of you know. Um, That's right. You know, I, I, I am with you. Yeah, you know, I'm with you a hundred percent. As Matt knows, you know, I studied philosophy in. in uh, I, I have a degree in this area. Not, not to not to get at my stuff. I, well, my, my point is. I approach it as a critical realist or as a neo-Thomist. So I follow the uh, disciplines of Aristotle, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, Etienne Gilson, a, gr- a great uh, scholar you guys could Google quickly is uh, the late, he's, he's been gone about 10 years now, but uh, the Jesuit scholar Bernard Lonergan or the English scholar uh, um, G.K. Chesterton. Um, so what it is, what I'm talking about is What's happening in our schools, and I know it's a jumping to another topic here, public schools generally is indoctrination and intimidation. And I won't go into the examples of that right now because we don't have the time. I want to get off and let you guys go. But the, my point is if you use logic and you use reasoning and you use common sense carefully, as you're, you're saying, Mike, and I appreciate that and I value what you're saying, that will help us find the middle ground and find creative solutions and not be uh, uh, biased by ideology. There, there is a movement worldwide now. I mean, in fact, you can go to the, the scandal in Afghanistan that Matt knows I'm just so livid about. Over 500 Americans there, and, and they're, they're going to be killing them soon. But my point is that um, you see these, Mike, these overgeneralizations. Uh, and and uh, what the the left, I mean, it, it happens on the right, too, don't get me wrong, but what the left does with that is they use deception, fear, and rage, and hatred. And they're teaching that, critical race theory and all this bullshit. They're oh, teaching yeah. that to our kids. Can't, can't so say that, that word. They're not learning how to think. <laughs> they're learning to from there. So when the teachers go back to work, if they ever go back to work, they're learning what to think. You know, it's an ideology. And it's an ideology of the left. And I would feel the same way about the right. Yeah. You know, if you, if you go to a, a Catholic school, and I went to some Catholic schools, and you have, you have Christian faith in that faith community, that's one thing. But if you go to a public school and, and you're getting, you know, and it's interesting how they flip it, you know. Well, we don't want any prejudice. We don't want the Lord's Prayer in the school. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. But we want critical race theory we want you to think that all white people are evil and that you're a victim. You know, it's like, and that this, this nation was founded on slavery in 1619. It's just not accurate. And if you're a white middle-aged guy like me and says otherwise to that policy or questions it, you're toast. Like you're, you're in a bad spot. That's right. That's right. So I've been silent. I won't say silence is not the right word, but I'm not encouraged to come out and say you're, that's not the case. You know, I don't have the time. Exactly. To with. <laughs> we need more. We need a lot more logic and common sense. Uh, but common sense is not common, Mike and Matt, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's true. There's a diminution in that. We agree on that. And, uh, you're right. They, they <laughs> use intimidation. It could, and again, it could happen from both sides. But socialism. Absolutely. <laughs> I've looked at this a long time. Uh, uh, they really like to use intimidation. If you don't support us, AOC, I mean, I mean, this anti-Semitic stuff that comes out of these guys is unbelievable. And Biden doesn't say anything. Harris, I, you know, I give up on Harris anyway. That's my bias. I, I think I don't think she has anything in her head. But my point is, they don't stand up and say no to that stuff. 
say, and then let's have a dialogue, let's agree to disagree amicably and logically. They just say, if you don't agree with us, you're right, Mike. We're going to shut you down. We're going to, we're going to, NASW is doing that now. Well, they, they, they label you as the, the problem I have that. with that whole You're going to lose your job, you're going to, or you're going to, you, you could have a job, but you're going to keep your mouth shut. You can't come to any more meetings. I've had that happen to me. <laughs> have you? Yeah. So, but they still let me do supervision with the junior social workers. And well, I still say, put the phone away. <laughs> God bless you for being we in the social. We need to look at theory and practice. God you know, bless you for being in the, the social arena, which is not traditionally a conservative or, uh, and I'm using labels here, but not traditionally a, yeah. uh, a, the folks I know who are in social work, which is a beautiful field to be in and a very noble field yes. to be in because you're helping people straight up front, like yes. front lines, um, to be somebody who yes. might be willing to show their belief of, hey, I'm an economic conservative and I pay my bills and and I'm not saying the other people don't, this is where it gets real darn messy. Um, good for you, because the, the, I have dear friends who are in the social arena and help a lot of people who need help. Oh, um, yes, Mike. You know, kind of yes. kind of uh, give me the furry eyeball when, you know, I see, you know, we talk about touch on politics or touch on policy or any of this. Right. Um, and it comes yeah. back, it comes back the exact same way that like, well, we have assumptions about you. I'm like, well, you're labeling me. I'm a middle-aged white guy, right. and you know, I went to college. Well, yes. you can't be a good person. I'm like, well, <laughs> right, yeah, I, know. I don't I know, know what to say anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm also well, a musician. Thank and, thanks, Mike, for fighting back. If, if that's what, what I'm doing. doing too. <laughs> I'm tiptoeing on eggshells back. I don't know that I'm fighting back. <laughs> Oh, very good. I hear, brother. I'm with you there. Mm -hmm. We have to tip on tiptoe a little bit on those uh, yeah. shells. I right learned now. to be diplomatic a long time ago, and uh, you know what happens in my house <laughs> yeah. happens in my house, and what happens in the voting booth happens in the voting booth. Very yeah. good. I'm with you, brother. All right, guys. I'll let you go. Great dialogue. Great to talk with you both, and keep up the good work. We we need. Uh, we need people who are willing to dialogue. That's important. Absolutely. All right, Dad. Love you. Thank well you for the call. Love you, Matt. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, take care. Bye-bye. All this, right. This really was your dad. That was Martin Connerton. That was my dad. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think when people call in and they jerk your chain. I mean, you know, Gene Simmons calls in. Or right. How many people have, we call, have called in what, beyond the grave? You know? Wait, you don't think that's really Gene Simmons calling? Oh, that's disappointing. Oh, know. you didn't know? I'm no. sorry, dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just don't like to break the fourth Ace wall. Ace Freely might call in, but I don't know about yeah, yeah. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Ace Freely's like parking cars right now, I think, so. Ace is, uh, yeah, he actually, Ace Ace has been playing some shows. He he tours, uh, um, but he's not in Kiss, obviously. Fre Freely's Comet, I he think, is what it used to he be. He doesn't fit in the costume anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I read a, 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 some stuff about Ace Freely, if we can divert from economics, and the guy told me about, he didn't tell me, I read, I read the article or the book or heard the stuff on, uh, on radio or whatever, but he, he lamented how many Gibson Les Pauls he had uh, pawned and never picked back up. You know, you pawn something, you give it yeah. to them, they give you a hundred bucks or whatever. He's like, I must have lost 24 Les Pauls running through New Jersey and New York. Um, to get a hundred bucks for a bottle of Jack Daniels or whatever he did with it. I'm not here to say. Yeah. But, um, it, it was very human to me. The, the story of Ace Freely, at least in his younger years, he's probably in good shape now, but 
Yeah, he's been uh, he's been sober for. I mean, he, he claims she's at least at least ten years, um, oh. probably longer. But uh, yeah, he's. Uh, but yes, he is not in the current uh, and and presumably final uh, lineup of Kiss. <laughs> but uh, but that gives me an excuse to play an Ace Frehley song when we wrap up the show. So there you go. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add on the the subject, uh, Mike? Or I, we're we're almost out of time. I don't not know you... not on the subject. I appreciate you giving me the wrap up here. I will be over at the Hop Knot on uh, this coming Friday. What's that? The the tenth, I believe. Um, and I don't have any other shows uh, scheduled at the moment. I am in the works with a couple of other folks, and uh, I will have some stuff going forward here. But. Um, I really appreciate your dad calling in, and I know it was it's some stuff that I really try hard to stay away from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you blossom me, um, meaning blossom, like you open me up, I make a concerted effort. It's opinions, you know? Like, yeah. And I was talking to somebody this weekend that, like, your opinions are different than facts, you know? So it's like, I, I, I think we, you and I have talked about, like, Mike, you don't like Metallica? I'm like... No, I don't like Metallica. I can appreciate it, and but that's not what I listen to on the way to work or when I wake up on a Sunday morning, I don't play Metallica. And to have somebody say, how can you be like that? <laughs> that's where I draw the line, dude, because yeah. like I could say, well, don't you love the Grateful Dead? Well, no, they, they're terrible, dude. They're old and they jam and noodle for... I'm like, well, that's what I like. That's an opinion and that's... Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, it's art. Art is subjective. And that's what I somewhat tried to attach to what I do here for you guys. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, numbers don't lie. I like that thing. But the opinion thing of you, you shouldn't or can't. And the mass thing is kind of degenerated, I guess, or evolved. I'm not sure what the right term is into, you know, if you want to wear a mask, that's cool. I'm not going to give you a hard time for it, but I don't want to be, you know, have a rubber band shoot at me at the line in Walmart because I wasn't wearing a mask. They said I didn't have to. When they told me I had to, I wore the bloody mask. Right, right. Um, opinions are different than You wore a facts. bloody mask. That's uh, just, my wife's British, that's just, dude. That's disgusting. Yeah, that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I pick, I've picked up the colloquial English here yeah. over the years from my British wife. Um, but do you know what I'm saying? That, like, unless... And I don't have a problem with requirements by the law. You know, yeah, like yeah. you can smoke cannabis or you can't, or you can drive drunk or you can't. And I'm, that's just bad representation, but no, but uh, I, you know, it's like you have to wear a motorcycle helmet or you don't have to. And you know, and I, I think in New Hampshire, you still don't have to wear a helmet if you don't want to. Right. Correct. It, yeah. It's free, but I'm not going to sit in a bar or at a cocktail party with friends and be like, what? You're not wearing a helmet? Right, right, of course. Guys like, I don't own a motorcycle, so that's, you know, I have no, where this came from is, and this is deep water, I was talking to a woman about abortion, and I said, first thing I said, I'm a guy. Like, my opinion is irrelevant. Right. I, I can give you my opinion or feeling, but we're here on a Friday night drinking beer, like, I don't think my opinion as a man is relevant to abortion. Right. I can give you my opinion, but that point, it goes right to, I don't like Metallica, you know, right, right. and I, the last thing in my brain is I don't want a woman politician saying, we're going to have to castrate you at 21. You know, that's what I liken it to. It's my body. Like, yeah. I don't want somebody of the opposite sex saying what I have or anybody else. So I may have an opinion about abortion and, but my opinion is really not relevant to a young woman who is with or without child and or wants to be or doesn't want to be 
it's so when it gets into these laws about that stuff, it's opinions and and facts are, are really <laughs> what's drawing some attention to my brain right now. That you know, opinions. I want you to have your opinion. Right. I want you to have your opinion. You want to vote for our existing mayor of Manchester, but I have an opinion that I might want to vote for somebody else, and that's all cool, man. Well, all I know is I object to uh, Metallica being played at Planned Parenthood, and that's where I draw the line on things. Uh, did they play like uh, Metallica or somebody to um, when we first got to Iraq or Afghanistan or something, which is a whole another can of worms, oh. like a, as a deterrent, like they'd put the big yeah, stickers yeah, yeah, up and yeah. to, to demoralize the troops? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing stories about that. Absolutely. Well, we're out of time. Mike Sutter, thank you again. Another My great pleasure, segment. Brother. Absolutely, and I'm glad I got to introduce you to my dad. And uh, thank you to everybody who called in today. Lots of great calls. Uh, if you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow, of course, we will have our Wednesday segment with Dirk Don. He's going to be doing a review uh, this week of Insane Clown Posse. And uh, also in the first hour, we're going to be joined. Uh, Eric Pilcher is going to be calling in. He, is, uh, he has some... Uh, Thoughts on our uh, our acquaintance from New York City, Crazy Joe, that he just wanted to kind of put out there. And he's a friend of Dirk's, and any friend of Dirk's is a friend of ours. Um, I shouldn't use that phrase, friend of ours. Sorry, I've been on uh, YouTube watching uh, Sopranos uh, clips. I don't mean to imply anything. There's no such thing as the mafia anyway, right, Mike? I noticed, uh, look, I noticed you're awfully vague about uh, what you used to do for work. Were you in the mob? No, I was not in the mob. Okay. I, uh, I went to college because sure. I was taught to. No, no. <laughs> no I'm, a, I'm a white Northern European American. I was not in La Cosa Nostra. All right. But you, I have heard about it, and I, I heard it was still a real thing, and maybe we should do a show on Union sometime, but of course Ooh. I would not want to walk out of here. And <laughs> right, that's true, yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. You got stuff very lightly. Yeah. <laughs> they got bills to pay, too. I'm not interested. That's right. All right. We'll talk to you all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Good night. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.